Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Expanse, Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. The first one is called Safe, the second is Doors and Corners, full spoilers for the episodes as always. First of all, apologies this is late, this is a good day and a half later than me intended this being up, but my internet was out. No internet, no Skype, no recording. I just, it's the way of the world. It, it's a shame because... A, first episode, you want to set a precedent for how quickly these are going up, that kind of thing. It's also a pain that my internet was out for just over 24 hours and it's caused so much chaos in terms of the schedule that we... We have got so much backlog. Now, we, we were we were right on schedule. This was going to be up nice and neat. We we had it all planned. It was it was smooth. And then, and then this. And now we have like 10 things to do today instead yeah. of... Four. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to get through today. So the channel will be busy for the rest of the day if you're sort of watching this and the day it goes up. But if not, you don't care. Uh, so the, the, the reviews will be more timely uh, week to week. It's just, I know that's out, so not much you can do about yeah. it. Anyway, so it feels like just last month uh, season one ended, which it did for us because we watched it last month. Oh, that, that was, <laughs> that was atrocious. That was a good joke. Ugh. Anyway, I'm actually kind of, gl- I mean, don't know, I, I, I wish I'd watched it as it aired season one. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad I didn't, in a sense, because I feel like this followed straight on and picked up on all these little plot threads that I don't know if I would have... To the point where, if I'd only watched season one when it aired, I feel like I would have needed to rewatch it. Yeah, I, th- I think come season three, should it be renewed, I will probably want to go back and rewatch at least season we, two. We may have to, yeah. Uh, before the next one. Or at least read a very detailed synopsis. <laughs> yes. Just, what were all the plot threads? Where are we? What's going on? Uh, my big concern going through this two two parter was, what so what are all the ships and stations names again, and what was what? You know, at one point they, men- they mentioned the you know they start talking about the Phoebe station. That's a big plot point in the first half of this. And I'm like, wait, which one was that? Which one was the oh, Phoebe? Oh no, no, I was I was all right with with a few of the stations. It was only when it got to the smaller ones that I was I was losing a little. Well, bit. I don't, don't get me wrong. I remembered, but it took me a couple of seconds just to think about it and like which <laughs> one was Phoebe because we talked about a few stations last season. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm glad to have it back. Obviously, uh, I thought this was a great two-parter. I actually think this was among some of the best stuff from the first season, easily. Oh, I agree. I, I, I'm not disputing that at all. I, yeah. It, it's funny because I think even though it's got two names, I think they knew from the writing. As soon as they were writing the script, they knew this was going to air together as a double. It feels that way, yeah. Because the entire thing essentially has one arc. And especially if you watch the first half without the second. You'd end in a really weird note because the first half is all set up, and then the second half is all the payoff, and it, yeah. it feels like it's really meant to be viewed as this double that they've aired it as. So that's yeah, they've just given it two production teams and you know, what two titles for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's pretty typical for TV, though. I feel like it's it very is. it's very rare you get a double episode. It it doesn't count as two individual no no often they'll st- they'll still count as two of the episode order but often they'll still just put it under one title and put it under one production name oh yeah and call it part one and part two yeah no i, I yeah. get that but there's it, i'm feeling this is more common now though where they'll, they'll decide to do this but they'll still treat it as two separate episodes for as far as production goes for yeah i, I guess it's just easier to schedule and pay people if you're doing it by the exact same amount of screen i time imagine that's what it is per yeah. episode but yeah, uh, so what what went down here? So season one, of course, ended. Eros, the uh, proto molecule we have an name for it now, was released on Eros. 
we've seen hints of this giant thing that it's grown into at the end, but we didn't see any more of it. They were keeping it mysterious. Like, yeah, you know, didn't it, really know what it was. We were speculating a lot. If you go back and and yeah, watch we that. were. We were speculating a lot about what that thing was. And I have to say, I am really excited about the new nuggets of information we have received in this yeah. premiere. Also, I don't think our speculation was that far off the mark either. It wasn't. And I'm actually going to make a lot of comparisons to Alien in a minute because mm. a lot of it jives with... And I'm not saying... Uh, I, I don't know who wrote the books that the series is based on, but I'm not saying they were copying... But no, but inspired by. Insp- inspiration, I think, was certainly there. I can draw a lot of parallels to... So what do we hear in this episode? We hear that this thing was discovered, yes. but it doesn't actually come from our solar system. They call it, it's not extraterrestrial, they use the word extrasolar. Yeah. Uh, which obviously just means outside of our solar system. Makes so the, sense. So the first hints of alien life, and the theory is by the scientist who's working on it and doing the evil experiments, and he seems really evil, obviously, because he's, he's letting hundreds of thousands of people die. <laughs> Is that this was actually intended for Earth, and it just never got to its target. It the, got caught in the in the rings of the gravity of what was it, Saturn? Yeah. So, someone, something, some species, some entity aimed this, aimed this at us, and didn't quite hit. That's exciting. But it's a weapon. Yeah. As a weapon, as a biological weapon of mass destruction. Well, it's a weapon that seems to be sentient as well, and this is this is why. It makes me think of Alien a lot of ways, because a lot of the Alien... The reason why the Alien's there and the backstory that comes brought up in Prometheus is very similar to this kind of idea, but it's a bioweapon of some sort. Mm. And it was really making me think of this. Even the idea that you've got like an evil corporation on Earth who wants to use it and abuse it for their own gain, and that's kind of what the... The, all the sort of evil people on Earth are doing. Although the scientists actually, actually run up to him at the end, and I realise I'm going way out of order here, but I'm just talking talking about this... Singular plot thread, let's yeah. do this one. Yeah, Pro- yeah. The proto-molecule, I'm talking about that just now. Even though he seems to be kind of... At least he believes it's like, oh, greater good, yeah, I've killed 100,000 people, but I'm doing it to save the entire species. Yeah. I want you to understand this thing so that when, you know, Alien McAlien dude shows up, we have a chance to fight back. Yeah. It also reminds me a lot of uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, a bit of Mass Effect on there, yeah. Yeah. So, a, a very common sort of idea in, in this sort of sci-fi, but I always like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I feel like nothing on its own is original in terms of what the show does. It's just it takes all these great inspirations. It does it all well. Slick as hell. Like, yeah, really, it, yeah. It de- and it has its own spin on things, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because even though I'm comparing it to Alien, and even though it's also a biological weapon, this is very different. This is more like a virus that grows and becomes things. Whereas Alien, of course, is very... No, it's a monster. It's a creature that, uh, you know, reprocreates in a very interesting, unique way. So That's one way of putting it. (laughs) Well, you know, chestburster, all that jazz, face huggers, acid for blood, all that. But... So that I that all this good stuff really got me excited when they said this was something that was possibly from elsewhere. They discovered well, this. No, that was exciting enough. It's when they said it was aimed. It's like oh, yeah, when, that's the part that really gets me excited. Yeah, the word aimed is very interesting, and it makes me wonder what what the end because obviously so much of season one and even even this episode is about the brewing tension. What will a war ignite between Mars and Earth, and yeah. will that go off and it feels like that's the focus for a lot of the show but as soon as they say oh this thing was aimed at Earth I was like well what is the end goal things just got bigger yeah things just got bigger things just got 
extremely that, big. That said, I loved all the Earth Mars stuff in this one. Like it was good oh, in the did. first season, it was enjoyable, but I really liked it where the tensions were so high in this one. Well, speaking of Mars, I actually think it was really exciting that they started the episode because even though we've seen the ship last last season, we've seen and we got a sense of what they were like, but we never seen on the surface of Mars. I don't believe so anyway. I don't remember. Uh, I don't recall it. And on top of that, we never really got much of the the Martian soldiers. Like we got like the very brief snippets, but we now, never got inside the mind of one. Yeah, we had the captain of the the ship, and we had that one soldier who sort of helped them escape, and we got a little bit of them, but not a super amount. It wasn't a lot. So the fact that we started this episode with this training exercise, what turned out to be a training exercise, and it's these four marines, we'll call them, on the surface of Mars. I don't know if they are cadets. Because they had a different uh, acronym on their thing. And I was... You may be right, you may may be right, but it felt more like uh, they were like a specific team. Maybe. I, I say cadets because they were running a training exercise and they they were talking about, oh, we'll do another training exercise, let's run it again. And they were like, no, it's time for the real world. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel to me like they were just being called up for the first time, I guess. It felt Fair more enough. like this, this was like downtime and they were just training as this is what they do. Like a, like a special unit. Yeah. It felt, it felt like they were called in for specific things. I actually, until they revealed where they were actually going, I thought this was like cutting back a little bit. And this was the team going to uh, Fred Johnson. And then I remember, no, that's the UN. That's not Mars. But yeah. for a bit, I thought, oh, maybe that was like us cutting back and showing the team that's going there. Which, by the way, we never got to that ship getting to Fred Johnson. No, we did not. So I wonder if that'll pop up at some point. I think oh, it's got to. And they've kind of just forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when Fred Johnson goes back to the, the Tycho, yeah. uh, that, maybe they'll be waiting for him or something like that. Mm. But no, no, the fact that they actually showed this stuff, and we have uh, Draper, who's the sort of. We had four characters, but she was the main one who we kind of got to know a little bit. Yeah. And the rest of all teaser, and she's really high strong. She's looking at our, our simulation of what Mars will look like once they actually terraform it. And even the fact that we learn a little bit more about how the previous conflict delayed the terraformation. Like, it was going to be much quicker, but Earth demanded certain resources. That's what almost caused the war. But they talk about how it was talked down. Like it got to the brink of yeah. war, but they managed to. It, it pops up a few times in this one as well, like where uh, the the UN Council are discussing like what what to do, and they're like, "Well, we can just hit on where it hurts with their rehabilitation programs and stuff. That's what'll hurt them more than even any military that, strike." Even that as well. Seeing this round table and like the high command of the UN and they them making decisions, and we see a Vassarala with the other like heads of state and all that. Yeah. It just felt, especially that in the Mars stuff, it felt like right away it was like, yeah, the world's still bigger than what you've seen. We're still going to keep expanding it. You're still going to see more new things that you haven't before. Yeah. Obviously, last season was so focused on the the singular mystery that we had and and the the main crew that we we have as well. But there there was always this Mars and Earth stuff there, but it was definitely in the background comparatively, whereas this feels like it's much more the focus already. Yeah, and I think that's because I think we speculated in the finale of season one that Miller might get separated and we'll get another plot separate from the main group. And that may still happen because we're only premiering. But I think maybe what will happen instead here is that now we have this, this these Martian characters that we're following, that might be the, the new subplot. That's yeah. separate from the others and maybe they'll intersect eventually. But because so we have Draper and she's almost wanting war and at least at the, at the get-go here we don't get the sense that she's aligned with the the villains of the piece you know the ones that are experimenting and you know like with mao and all that 
But, I mean, that could be a twist. She could end up... It, could, it doesn't feel that way. It feels more like she's just young and eager and yes. wants to prove that they're, they're better. Yeah, she, she's, she's got a very uh, high opinion of herself and her morals. Not, not in a snobby way, just because the others are teammates joke about, oh, I think the captain's into you. You should probably yeah. sleep with them for, you know, favours and yeah, yeah. special she, she just believes that what they're doing is right and that they, they are better than Earth, essentially. Yeah, to the point where she's like, no, I think we should start a war. Because like, her superior, her lieutenant, Sutton, he's just constantly like, no, we have to avoid war at all costs. Like, no one... This doesn't benefit us, it doesn't benefit them. We have to yeah. get around this at every chance we get. Yeah, it's the whole idea of the immortality of youth, isn't it? Where they, they believe they're invincible and they they because th- she thinks that they can win this war easily. Where the superiors are like, eh, come on, we know we know better than that. No, that's that, that, that this war will last years, if not decades, and it will, yeah, it will delay the terraformation of Mars even further than what you think has already been yeah. done. So. Yeah, so uh, now uh, that that was all fascinating stuff. Uh, seeing seeing the Martian ship, and then again back to the diplomacy of between them and between the, the UN roundtable, it all comes down to the Phoebe station, which the Mars ship's going towards because they want to. Oh, well, something on there we don't know about. They've got some footage of the victims of the the proto molecule. I love having a name there. We kept having to dance around it last season. The, the thing. Yeah, the thing, the blue th- glowing th- disease thing. But they're on their way, the UN realise, and we see Mao and Erin Wright sort of have a private conversation, and they have a little bit of a tiff because Erin Wright's like, oh, I need to sacrifice, and he's like, I just lost my daughter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Not in those words, but that, that was the gist of the That scene. was the message. And he's like, no, just find a way to send a UN ship out there without it looking suspicious. So he tries to convince everyone to, basically, we need to send UN ships out everywhere because all these yeah. targets are danger yeah. of you know whatever well, I, think, I think the first suggestion is uh let, let's it, uh, let's just take out a small target and you know tit for tat oh no i'm before that oh is this before that yeah before that when he's just trying to convince them that they should send the ship there he, ah, he disguises right. it by saying oh let's send it to all these stations because they're all susceptible risk, to attack yeah. and they're all like 50 50 with martians so they could try and overtake them and that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and he gets a vassarality back up but obviously we know that she's playing along to protect herself when she almost gets assassinated by the way at the start of the episode yeah <laughs> which was uh, I mean and we, we did find out who that was as well yeah OPA yeah it was but it was a, a fringe group of the OPA as well yeah just to make things more complex we've got fringe groups of the OPA which yeah, makes sense well, it, it, it does make sense it was the extremists because the idea of course is that she's blaming Johnson and the media and this is a kind of attack against that but of course we know that she doesn't really blame him she's just playing along so that the evil around her doesn't get wind of her and tries to snuff her out like yeah. she believes uh, the ambassador to Mars was last season. Yeah. So, and that leads to some... Obviously, she's going to try and contact Fred Johnson and she mm-hmm. has that very interesting conversation with the, the head of the fleet who actually... who's very moral, tries to have stop any attacks happening. And yeah, to the point where he has to quit. He has to quit. And it's actually when they're at the bar after he quits that he gives us some information about Fred Johnson. That is yeah. enlightening because we, we we were speculating about him. Was he evil? Was he the butcher of the the Anderson station? All, all that stuff. And it's like no. Fred Johnson was told by his superiors that they have not surrendered, and he's carried out this order with the wrong information. Yeah, it changes everything we knew about him. Yeah, because even even like I think it's like I don't know if it's before or after that, but we have those scenes where it's it's when you know the Russianati and everything are doing their attack in the second half mm. of the episode. And we'll we'll talk about that obviously more in depth, but. 
he's like at the command and he's like, oh, I thought I was over sending people in to die. And he's, he's very cynical, he's very jaded and he's, and the other person, oh, but they're all volunteers. And he's like, that's the trick. You make them think it was their idea. And yeah. he, he knows it isn't. He knows he's kind of manipulated them. And we yeah. see him kind of do that because that guy tries to stick up against them and he puts them at the airlock. Which, by the way, if I have a complaint about this episode, it's that guy going out the airlock in that scene. For some reason, he falls down when he goes out the airlock and it looks really weird. I'm sure there's maybe a scientific explanation for it, but it just looked wrong. I mean, I, I get that. I thought it was weird as well. but It's, it's kind of like... I would assume it was wrong, except it's this show, which has seemed to be very faithful for the most part. Yeah. So I'm assuming they have a reason for him falling. Like, maybe because it's in a station and the station's spinning or something like that. It... Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. It was the only time throughout the, to- the whole double well, episode yeah, where I that, went, that, That's the thing, so I questioned it as well, but then they, they, they make such effort with like the, the little thrusters and stuff. It's like, oh, that, that feels a weird detail to miss are when you, going you... outwards would have been easier. Yeah, or even something as simple as when uh, Holden and Naomi like turn off their comms and they press their helmets together outside in the vacuum, mm. so they can hear through the because obviously sound travels through material, the vibrations, yeah, yeah through, the, through the solids, so they can hear each other through the masks. I thought that was a really nice little. T- it made it feel very intimate. It did. Very very intimate, which obviously led to them uh, porking in the the airlock. Which, by the way, that's two premieres in a row where Holden's got some. <laughs> so I just want to I point also that think out. it's damn impressive he can turn the cameras off on that touchscreen without even looking at it because i struggle to t- type anything on my phone <laughs> touchscreen when i am looking at it sometimes let alone when i'm not practice i mean yeah he, he's he's had some price to turn off those cameras i can tell you that <laughs> he's, he's got that that layout mapped out just so that he in a, in a rush when things are he getting, knows exactly what he's doing and i was impressed things are getting steamy he, he can he can do that uh, which I was okay with. I feel like they've built the tension, or not the tension, the sexual tension between yes. them adequately since last yeah, season. I mean, we spoke about it quite a lot going through all of last season. Yeah, and they had these glances in this episode. Then they had that really intimate moment with the helmets out, outside yeah. when she's making sure he's okay because he's still kind of freaked out, you know, about having cancer and almost dying and everything else and the guilt of everything that started with him making a stupid decision. Yep. So, no. What was I talking about, though? I went, I went tangented off to that. It was back to. So we're talking the airlock. Fred, Johnson, Fred back, Johnson back to Mars and Earth over the Phoebe station. Yep. Right, yes. we, we went like layers there. <laughs> yeah, we had to chill back. Yeah, so the Mars ship's going towards the UN starts to catch up, and they're they're going at an accelerated speed, so they'll get there first, which makes Mars go wait. There must be something there they don't want us to see. They're they're making a a beeline for it, yeah. and then Mars fires missiles, and the Earth's like, oh, should we attack back and Avastral's like, no, no, the, the captain of the ship knows he's not hot-headed, he, he's got a plan here, this isn't just to start a war kind of thing, like, and it's actually Mars who destroyed the Phoebe station, so none of them can get to it. Yeah, um, probably for the best. Pr- probably for the best, and, it, it, and it's almost like a, a diplomatic play on his part, where he's, he's made the choice, like, well, if none of us can get to it, we're not going to have this big confrontation when we both get there. Still on even footing. Still on even footing. And that, that's kind of his goal. And it's, that I seems also, to be his whole character. I, I really like this for Avasarala as well. Because it was, a, it was a good moment for her where she was talking about the, the captain and how, oh no, I, I know him. He's, he's fine. He's really rational. And uh, and then the guy goes after and goes, yeah, yeah, well, you, you don't know him at all. Yeah, yeah. Because she mentioned he went, she knew him at the academy. He's like, he yeah. never went to the academy. Uh, yeah. But he knew what she just did. And he was on her side in terms of stopping yeah. conflict. So he was going to let, let it go. Let it go. 
But I, I really liked it for her. It, it proves that even though she is this moral center that we have for a lot of it, she's willing to do what she has to to get her way. Oh, yeah. She's, she's very manipulative for, yeah. for what she believes is the greater good, which could become a problem depending on good, yeah. you know, where she goes. But that, that's certainly uh, where she is in this one. So... There's a little bit about Miller and Amos. They have a bit of a conflict in this episode. Fun it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously Miller's friend from uh, the Eros station was shot by Amos in the finale because he wanted to leave and not stay for them to show up. And Miller confronts him about this in the in the cafeteria, I guess. Yeah. And uh, then Amos ends up punching him when Miller goes for him and that's all fine. What The thing I want to point out though that I really loved about this is Amos's eyes. Mm. After he throws the punch, he's staring at them with these wide open eyes without blinking. And he has never looked more psychotic in he this hasn't. show. And and he has been pretty psychotic up till now. Yeah. And but I, then he flips. Yeah, even Amos's character in this one got a lot of stuff. Kind of a lot more depth was sort of because we, we we kept talking last season about he seems like he's kind of broke like all this. Everything's been... It's almost like PTSD, yeah. maybe. He snapped. And we kind of got a sense in this one that he was always kind... Maybe not to the same extreme, but he was always kind of like this, where Naomi and him have this friendship where he follows her orders. She, she keeps him kind of in line, and he needs that because he yeah. doesn't make great decisions for himself. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also gets some standout moments, actually, in the action stuff because he has to go and repair uh, the thruster, or whatever it is, and he has to go to this... I think it's between it's like it's like outside the ship, but between two parts of it, and he's yeah. trying to fix the the thruster. And like, right, we need to make this maneuver. This will kill you if you're not like stable. And he, he puts his mag boots on. He's on one. He holds on to the top, and then he, he starts flapping around with his mag boots on. So he's sort of yeah, yeah. going back and forth. Oh, it's it's great stuff. It's great because obviously they're stuff. like they're like look, we need to do this, but it might kill you. He's, like, he's just like yeah, whatever, just do it. Yeah. But of course, it also leads to a great uh, bonding scene when Miller kind of bonds with the crew because uh, Alex insists that they have a, a sit-down dinner. He makes lasagna out of whatever fake stuff they use to make food because they keep talking about how they don't have the real stuff. Yeah, and they get this great story about how when they were on Ceres and the cheese was like someone stole some cheese, so it was all over the ship or the station for a week, and yeah. people could buy it. And Miller walks in and he starts talking about how, like the start, he likes him and his cop buddies actually sees the shipment. Uh, yeah. and it almost makes everyone kind of hate him for a second as they think oh like he took it it's away it's your fault that we got no cheese yeah we, lo- we lost it after a couple of days and then he tells this great story about how yeah but then it just went missing from evidence it was so weird and it, it, it kind of made them bond in this weird way where the cops stole it from themselves afterwards and it made them kind of relate in this yeah because it's the same thing sense. they would have done so they can respect yeah. it yeah, and he tells this great story about how the captain's grilling them. He's like, where did this cheese go? And everyone's having these really cheesy farts, I think. was The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was what the whole room smelled of cheese farts. Yeah. And Amos, really symbolic, Amos moves his thing, puts a plate over. Yeah. And it just, it it's is. a big change from earlier in the episode where he had him by the throat. It is. He was almost killing him. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, no, nah, it's, it's really good character stuff like that that makes the show work at its core before you it bring is. in all the sci-fi stuff. Like, like them just sitting down and having that meal was one of my favourite bits because even though we, we've kind of come to know the, the core crew over the course of the past season, we never did get a moment where they all just sat down like this. There was never a chance. There was never which, any time. Which is what Alex even says. He's like, we never get to do this. We never exactly. Get to just sit down but it, it was really nice to see them all just sit and talk and bond and it, it really helps going forward, I think. 
it does really help, and it really helped the rest of the episode where they go on this big mission, because obviously they go back to Fred Johnson, and they say, right, we know about this this small station, it's hidden, very disguised, mm. but we know where it is, and we if we're going to get answers for this, for E. Ross, for all this stuff that's going on, we have to go, which leads to Fred Johnson getting the, the OPA people to volunteer, and we end up with this mission where they have this bigger ship, which the the... Rastanati hides behind and we get all this stuff and Alex is doing the simulations to see if he can get past it and we get failing every time. Failing every time and we get this fantastic action scene of the ship using its guns and dodging stuff and shooting the missiles that are coming towards it. And then it has to like, it's, it's using like the actual space station to like duck and dive and hide from the bigger yeah. ship and then it comes out and hits it. It looks great. Yeah, all of it looks fantastic. And this stuff all looked great last season. They've not missed a beat. It doesn't feel like they've cut the budget or anything like that. It still looks gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, this was one of the most action-packed, like, CG-rendered things that we've had in the show yet, and it looked fantastic. I'd argue on TV. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, can't, I can't think of it. another TV show that had a big thing like that. This this big sequence that lasted this long. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think those individual moments, say, on Westworld, that look even better. But, but it's this like, was a good, like, couple-of-minute chunk. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this was yeah, a lot of bad. stuff. I, I think this is another reason why I think it was definitely built as one big thing, is like all this action's at the end, and it feels like it's building... Like If you just watched the first half of this, it'd be like, well, almost nothing happened in that. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you open with the, the Mars simulation, which is kind of your action-y stuff for that episode. Which was good, don't get me wrong. Yeah, It was, the, yeah. The, the, the suit had those like rockets to shop at the back, and like targeted cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. But then you, this does feel like, no, this is the end of this opening. It, it really does feel like, no, this is all one thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there's a, there's a lot of debate as well between Miller and uh, Holden, who kind of bond as well, and they sort of thank each other for stuff, and that that all builds to the climax because throughout the episode, Miller keeps talking about, oh, I don't really care about right, I just I need to know who to shoot, and I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do that, and I'll get that done, and he's he's not Miller's not one to play politics, he has he has no time for it. Mm. And of course, that comes into play at the end because obviously Miller's on the, the the boarding crew at the end. The breaching pods, which made me laugh because they're FedEx. Yeah, the FedEx. That really that, made me that laugh. That cracked as well. me up. I was like, have they, have they expanded into that <laughs> in the future? Makes sense. They would have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but it just cracked me up. So he's on the boarding party with uh, OPA people, and the actually, I, I thought it was a really cool thing. The, the the kid who was one of the the kids stealing water from early season one that we we meet again, yeah. uh, he gets shot. And we think, oh, and it looks like he dies because you, you see like, a splat across the helmet because they're all wearing helmets when they first go on. Yeah. And then it, it, Miller takes the helmet off and it's only on the front. It's like he's been shot with like a gel bullet yeah. that splats. But it, it was a really good fake out because it legitimately looked like his head just it, went Because it pop. was this kind of dark red goo. So it does just look like there was blood. Yeah, make, make sure it brightly lit. Maybe not, but this was like a dark corridor yeah. with stuff. So uh, but they, so they, they find this... Before we get to the end, of course, which was all, what, what, what I was getting at with Miller, you know, shooting first. Uh, so we'll talk about that as a big cliffhanger. But they, they find these weird people in hmm. a VR trance where they're all doing stuff. They're all doing stuff with their hands as if they're controlling things. Yeah. They're completely oblivious to anyone being in the room. And they look like scientists. They're wearing all, like, lab coats and stuff. Yeah. And... Very weird, very creepy, very clockwork orangey, mixed with a touch of Minority Report kind of vibes. Mm. And when Miller like, unplugs them, 
they all kind of freak out, and the OPA, the idiots that they are, just open fire and kill almost all of them. There's, Miller manages to save one of them. He's like, we need to know what they know yet, idiots. Yeah. Uh, and they're not armed, so just shoot them in the leg. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's well, they, they are completely feral. Like, oh, they are. Just... They, they wake up and they're like, ah, and they're yeah. running towards them. Yeah. But then they find main scientist dude, who we've seen at the end of last season, and this is when he gives us all this stuff. And by this point, Holden and everyone else is... Well, not everyone, but Holden's on the ship. And they hear this... Fred Johnson and him hear this from him about, oh, this was aimed at us, I need to understand this. I don't care who's supervised me. I don't care if I'm working for the UN. I don't care if I'm working for you guys. I just... I need to keep doing this. I need to figure out what's going on and how to fight it. And Fred Johnson seems to be willing to go with it. He's like, he understands that this is actually something they might need, that there is actually a purpose to this. And he starts yeah. negotiating. He's like, look, I need, okay, I need access to all your data. You report to me. You need to give me all this stuff. And the guy's like, yeah, done. Yeah. And, I'm, and at this point, at this you're exact kind of second, on, on his side though, aren't you? Because you're like, okay, I, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he made a, a dig move, sacrificing these stations. But you can see where he's coming from. There, there might be a, a real great, good scenario here. And at this exact second of the show, I was thinking, oh, that's going to be a really interesting new dynamic where they've got this guy and he's kind of on our side and he's trying to figure all this stuff out and it's not some mm. evil ploy. He's actually doing this for good reasons. And then bang. Bullet in the head. And just camera pans over. There's Miller just with his gun. And he just walks out. Cut to credits. It's great. Like, uh, and I love it because it's so. As much as that would have been interesting, it this serves his character so much because, like I say, it ties into this. He's not. He's not here to play games. He's not here for politics. He doesn't care who's benefiting who. This guy killed innocent people. He's a dead man. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. He, he, this is the guy. If you put if you put Mel in the room at the UN with the round table, He'd probably kill all of them. He'd probably just start shooting people as soon as they start suggesting. <laughs> we'll just fire because obviously after the the Martians destroy Phoebe station that's when they all start well maybe we should just destroy this other random station there's only a few people on it and it'll you know yeah it's like there's only like 50 people on it alright tit for tat so if Miller's in that room he's shooting he's shooting all of them in the head pretty much at least the one who suggested that because oh he's a goner yeah he's just dead uh, <laughs> so so much so much set up so much world building still which is great. It's great that in the start of season two, it wasn't just a case of let's do the exact same thing. It was no, no. Let's open the door to new things. That right away, here's Mars. Here's Martians who are now going to be a part of the core cast. Yeah, because like I said, we'd, we'd encountered Martians, but we hadn't had a, an ongoing plot with any of them. But now uh, this this new one, uh, Draper. I really feel like I got to know her already in a, a short amount of time. Like I get inside her head. I got what, what what she's fighting for, what her aims are, which. It's impressive considering we only just met her in these episodes. Yeah, we might end up having the same thing with the other three that she was with. She's on a team of four, or maybe it's just a signal that they're all goners and she'll maybe. be... Maybe. Well, I mean, we got little bits because we got the guy who was an Earther. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was a guy who was from Earth, so they, they tease him about not being a true Martian kind of thing. Yeah, he's got his bones are too strong. Yeah. And then the other guy, I think, is gay because he mentioned that he would sleep with the lieutenant if he... I think it was buttered the same side of the bread, I believe was the way he put it. Right. <laughs> I think that was the line was. Maybe, maybe it may have been toast, but it was the same same sentiment. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the other woman who... I don't remember anything specific about beyond... I don't either. She, she was the, well, she, the least of. She was the one teasing the, the, the Arthur the most, so maybe she's more of the bully type of character. Yeah, it could be. So that that'd be that kind of thing, but so so we got them. Obviously, we're back with the main crew. They're all doing this stuff. Uh, action was great. It was exciting. Opened up a lot of stuff for the season. 
really made everything feel bigger in terms of both the world that we're covering, but also the ideas, because we're now this threat of something else out there, the unknown, yeah. the mystery, which means we've not lost mystery, because was, there was a lot of mystery in the first season, and that all kind of got wrapped up. But now we've got a new one. Yeah, but now it's just... It's not even new, which is what I like about it. It's just it's taking the same it's one. It's an extension, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's went to a different place, and now we have all this to yeah. look forward to. I, uh, I really like the music in this episode. There's a lot... I mean, it was always good, but there was a lot of particularly nice things. I really like the... Uh, the choir that it had for the Martians. Hmm. I also, I, th- I think it was the uh, the intimate moments between uh, Holden and Naomi. I-, I thought they had some really good, nice, a lot emotional stuff, which I think stood out to me because the show's not typically done emotional sort of music. It hasn't. No, that's that's true. So it's, it stuck out to me a little bit more. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was solid throughout. But I think this was a. Fantastic opening! I'm glad to have the show back. I'm excited. There's more episodes this season. It was it was weird because obviously we we just wrapped up maybe a month ago, and I wasn't like I mean, we we thought it was very good, and we we spoke about that, but I wasn't like oh I need to watch the next one right away. I, I think uh, it's because we just watched it all in about the space of a week. Yeah, and then uh, it got to this coming back. I was like oh cool, that's back. I I'll, I'll watch that obviously. But then after I was like, when it was like halfway through and it was all going, I was like oh this is so good. I'm so glad this is on. Yeah, so now that's that's the Expanse premiere uh, again. Sorry, this was up a couple of days later than it should have been, but we should be back on form come next episode. Well, three, I guess episode three. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. There'll be a lot of other videos going up today if you're happen to be watching this on day of it going up. Uh, lots of new shows, more new episodes of other stuff, and the news usually goes up on a Friday. Lots of stuff coming today. Um, it's going to be a slog, basically. For us, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you very much for watching. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz. Individual Twitters are on the screen if you want our uh, regular ramblings. Which, by the way, uh, just someone, someone did tweet at me uh, asking if we were doing this week to week. Presumably because it had been a day and was, the review wasn't up yet, which was a fair thing to ask. Uh, but they said in the tweets, uh, sorry if this is the wrong place. I'm like, no, it's not the wrong place. It's never the wrong place. You can ask <laughs> ask any, either of us on Twitter. You can ask the actual mailed fuzz Twitter account if there's something to ask. Feel free. Yeah, don't, any of those and, and you'll get your answer. Yeah, don't hold back. Yeah, or even email us mailedfuzz at gmail.com. Although that's a bit more formal. I'll <laughs> um, put it in a, a YouTube comment elsewhere. We'll usually get to those. Aye. Although in this case, my internet being down meant my YouTube commenting viewing abilities were a bit limited for a Okay, and a half. but gen- generally speaking, that, that would be a, a place that would get an answer. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Uh, but if stuff's not going up and it feels like it should have been up, Twitter's your best bet because yeah. we'll, at least one of us will see it. Or join the Malfa's Facebook group and mm. we'll probably have something in there letting you know. Or you can ask and we're, all, we're usually around, one of us at least. Yeah, so... There you go. That's Expands Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next time.